This morning's reading is taken from Matthew, uh, chapter 15, verses 29 to 39. Jesus feeds the 4,000. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, Where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish. And when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up the seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men besides women and children. After Jesus had sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went to the vicinity of Magadan. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you for reading that so well. And good morning, lovely people. It's good to be with you this morning. And we think about the third mark of mission today, which is about caring deeply. And I'd like us just to think for a moment about someone in our own lives that's really shown a lot of care to us as individuals. And maybe you had a parent that was particularly nurturing and loving towards you growing up. Or perhaps you had a close friend that's always been there for you and had an ongoing sense of care. Or maybe you've even experienced a stranger showing care for you in a time of need, and they didn't have to step out, but they did. And I'd like to ask, like, how did that make you feel? And what difference did that person or those people make in your life? Because I believe that each one of us are called to care deeply, to look outwardly, and to make a difference in someone else's life. So at the beginning of this passage, we read that people came to Jesus and they had all kinds of physical needs and issues and they were laid at his feet and he healed each and every one of them. You see, Jesus in his life, in his ministry, he was always stopping for people, noticing each person in front of him. And straight after healing these people, we see that he performs this astonishing miracle of feeding a huge crowd of 4,000 people plus women and children. So why did he do this? What was his motivation? Well, as we read in the passage, Jesus said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. 
I don't want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. So we see that he feeds them because he cared for them. And he has compassion because they have physical needs. They're hungry, they're weary, they're probably tired. He cares about how each of them are feeling, and he cares about how each of us are feeling here this morning and each of us that are watching online. And it might sound a little bit strange as a place to start this morning, but I'd like to start by thinking about self-care, which I admit I'm preaching to myself here because I'm not always great at this one. But I think it's really important that we do look after ourselves, otherwise we are in danger of burnout. And I don't know if you agree with me, but it feels like in the last few, year, few weeks, sorry, the, um, the kind of pace of life has really kind of sped up again. And I think we, some, some of us might need to be careful not to overdo it, but to have those kind of healthy boundaries in place so we know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And for those of us that have been on aeroplanes, um, in their kind of safety briefing, they say, first put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. And I think there's this sense of the importance of looking after ourselves so that we can be in a good place to help other people. And we read at the beginning of this passage that Jesus, he went up a mountain. And I like to think that he went up this mountain to just spend some time being being still and meeting with God and just enjoying the creation and the beautiful view. And we know from other parts of scripture that Jesus regularly withdrew and spent time alone. So perhaps he had some moments of peace and quiet before the crowd of um, a lot of thousands of people came up and found him. So the first thing I want to do is encourage us to be kind to ourselves in mind, in body, and in spirit. So firstly, as we think about our mind, um, as Andy said, it's been Mental Health Awareness Week, so this may have been something that we've particularly been thinking about recently. And I think, firstly, we can keep our minds kind of active through continuing to read, through learning, and going deeper into God's Word, spending time just meditating on that and helping us to think kind of in a, a godly way and also to try and think positively. So instead of thinking about, you know, all the things that perhaps are going wrong, we can focus on God and ask him, God, what are you doing in this situation? What are you saying to each one of us? And perhaps instead of focusing on the things that we can't do, we can focus on what can we do? Because what we think determines how we feel, and what we feel then determines how we act. So let's fill our minds with godly things, and let's be careful what we allow to come into our minds, whether that's through what we read, through what we watch on TV. And secondly, we need to care for our bodies. You know, our bodies are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of God himself. So it's really important that we look after them well. And of course, we can do this by eating healthily, by keeping our bodies fit, and also through getting enough rest, which I know I'm not always the best at. Um, and I'm quite um, an extreme extrovert. I love kind of being around people and getting energy, but I'm aware that I 
do need to practice the, the discipline of Sabbath and just being still and having those times alone as well. And um, yesterday, I was meant to be having some people around for dinner, but they ended up cancelling last minute. And I thought, well, I can go to this barbecue instead um, that I've been invited to. But as I, I prayed about it, I, I just sensed God saying, actually, no, like, just have this Sabbath day and, and spend the day with me. So I ended up going for a, a swim in the sea, and that was very refreshing. Um, and then I also watched, um, I felt led to watch something on YouTube called The Chosen. And I really recommend that as a, a quite a powerful series to watch through about the life of Jesus and how he cared for other people. But in um, caring for our bodies, um, I'd just like to mention someone briefly who I think is in the room somewhere. She probably welcomed you as you came in the building. A lovely lady called Carol Driver. And she's been really great at kind of looking after her body recently um, because she has been swimming in the sea and she um, set a kind of challenge to herself that she was going to swim 22 miles in a period of 12 weeks to raise money for charity. But she actually completed this goal in just five weeks so now she's doing extra miles so that she can give those miles to other people who were unable to complete their swimming challenge. And I think she's a great example of someone who is trying to keep fit, but in the process of that, also caring for others and looking for other people. So thirdly, I'd like us um, just to think for a moment as well about our spiritual well-beings. So I think this starts with really being intentional about spending time in prayer and just pausing, bless you, and listening to God and see what he might want to say to us in any given moment. And I think that the more we do this, the more we experience God's love, the more we experience him speaking to us and filling us with his love, the better equipped we are to then go and love others. And someone who has been very inspirational in my life is a lady called Heidi Baker, who lives out in Mozambique. And they've literally seen food uh, multiply and feed crowds um, of starving people out in Mozambique. And something that she often says is, all fruitfulness flows from intimacy. So in other words, if we want to be fruitful, if we want to be effective in caring for and serving other people, then we need to be intentional about building this close and intimate relationship with God. And then it's from that place of learning to listen and asking, um, asking him what to do um, that we're then well-equipped to serve others. And some of us perhaps need to learn to rest and relax and to be still and to be a bit better at, at self-care in whatever way that might be. But perhaps others of us here need just a bit of encouragement that you can, you can perhaps actually do a bit more. Perhaps you can step out of your comfort zone a bit and serve and get involved in some new things. But I think when we have an intimate relationship with God, the natural consequence of that, I think over time, is that we want to help others from that place of thankfulness. And God, he wants us to do and to serve and to care from that deep place of having kind of pure hearts and not from a place of perhaps fear or, or any other um, motivation. 
And I'd like to just share a brief example of people who serve from the motivation of compassion. So as we think about SML partners, Varna Baptist Church in Bulgaria, they are just amazing at showing love and care to all kinds of people in need. And for years, they've run a soup kitchen, really caring for often the poorest, the most vulnerable people in society. And since last year, that the, the amount of people that they, they serve in that soup kitchen has actually doubled because they've had so many refugees arriving on their door that they're now having to serve a lot more people in that way. And they also support families who have adopted and fostered children, including those with special needs. And their heart is for all of the orphanages in Bulgaria to close and to help and support and those children to go into loving families. And they also reach out to people who are not yet Christians with the good news of Jesus. And many people from their church have opened up the, the doors of their home wide for refugees to come and live in their homes with them, even though lots of them can't really afford extra mouths to feed in their homes, they've said, we're, we're going to do something about this. And even uh, the leader of the church, George Todorov, and his wife have also opened up their homes to have refugees living with them. And they asked in their April update, please, can we pray for these families currently staying in their church? They said, one family's been with us for nearly a week. They're three generations of women and children from eastern Ukraine. And for four days, nonstop, um, uh, before they arrived at the church, and they are exhausted. One of the children had a birthday in the bomb shelter before leaving. Upon arriving, they were so traumatized that they didn't leave the church building for five days. They were just too scared. Another family arrived with us last week, a church minister and his three children. He left them with us to care for them and returned to Odessa to serve the wider church family. The children don't know if they will see their parents again. Two of the children are musicians and led the worship in the evening service. They described worshipping God with us as a privilege. It was a very emotional time, but one full of God's presence. So I know that there's also several members um, of SML that are seriously thinking and praying about um, opening their homes up to receive refugees. And I think this is a really amazing way to demonstrate caring deeply. And I, th I guess it's amazing to think, you know, if we were in their position, we would want someone to take us in. And I'd like to just share one more example of a lady in our church who is amazing at demonstrating love and compassion to others. And that is a lady called Di Pratt, who sadly isn't able to be with us this morning. But hello, Di, if you are watching online, which I think you are. Um, and she's given me permission just to share a little bit about her story. And life... Um, has not been easy for, for Di in many ways, but she is amazing at just looking outwardly and finding opportunities to care for other people. And she's often coming alongside people, phoning them up, giving words of encouragement, and she's just an incredibly caring person. And Di sadly lost her daughter, Vicky, when she was just a child. And on every year, on that date that she remembers the loss of Vicky, she decides to, to wear something colorful, to go out and to bless other people. And every year on that date, 
she buys some chocolates, buys some flowers, and goes out and gives them to other people in order to bless them. And this year in particular, she felt led to go to a couple outside Sainsbury's and to give them a bunch of flowers, and she explained why. And this couple said, wow, you really don't know what this means to us. We actually lost our son a while ago, and it really ministered to them. So I just wanted to share that example from Dai, who, in a really difficult place, has somehow found the strength to still continue blessing others. And I'm also aware, um, you know, not all of us perhaps can host Ukrainians in our homes, but I do think that all of us can do something. We might not be called to feed 4,000 people in a day, but perhaps we can invite someone for dinner. We might not be called to preach to the crowds, but we can all share the good news with someone. We might not be able to physically climb up a mountain, but we can all spend time with God. And after giving thanks, we read that Jesus gave the bread to his disciples to distribute, and I believe that he's giving something to each of us today. So I want to ask, what do you have on your heart to do? What are you passionate about? Maybe there's a certain people group or a neighbor, perhaps, or someone in your family God has put on your heart to really care for. And is there anything holding you back from this? So I encourage you, if God has put something in your heart, then maybe start praying about it and pray. You know, ask him to bring people alongside you and resources if that's what you need. And I'd like to just finish by sharing some practical ways that we can demonstrate caring deeply for others. You might be thinking, well, you know, I'm too old. What do I have to offer? Or I'm too young. I don't know very much. Or perhaps, oh, I'm not really a people person, so I don't like meeting new people. But again, I just want to encourage you that whatever stage you're at, whatever season in life, you do have a calling, you do have a ministry and a purpose, and you can make a difference to someone. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says that we are God's handiwork. Sorry, that slide was for the earlier service. But... um, We, sorry, Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, we can all encourage someone, and we can all pray. And in this church, we actually have 25 people that are on the prayer chain, and I think prayer can be such an encouragement to people, just to know that there's someone behind them praying in the background, kind of cheering them on in that way. And something else that I think we can all do is to practice what I call the ministry of presence, and that is just being alongside someone, just so that they know that someone is there with them. And that might just involve listening to someone, listening to their story, listening to what they're going through, and just listening well without judgment. Something else that we could do is small acts of kindness, and these can really make a big difference. So in January 2019, just before I started working here, um, Andy invited me to come and preach about the theme of grace, 
And after I preached a few days later, I received a little card in the post, which I was quite surprised about because I didn't know anyone necessarily knew where my address at that point. Um, but it was actually a little card from Jocelyn and Peter Samuels. I think they're here somewhere. Um, but um, I was just really touched that, wow, someone's actually gone to the effort to, to write a card and post it to me and write a note of encouragement. And I feel like that's something that all of us can do, just little things that, that show someone, I'm thinking of you, I care about you. Something else that we can do is to pick up the phone and encourage someone that's going through a hard time. Perhaps someone that we haven't spoken to for a while, we can check up on them. And we can also make an effort to try and stay in touch with friends or family or people that we know might be feeling a bit lonely. And if we haven't got family, we can still stay in touch with our church family. Something else that hopefully you've noticed in the last couple of weeks is we're having an outreach day on Saturday the 28th of May. So if you feel led and you'd like to get involved, you are available. It would be great if you want to get involved in one of these things. Um, so do come and chat to me at the end of the service if you're free on that day, if you would like to get involved in something. Um, and just to flag up as well, that water sports day, um, under 18s are welcome to come along and have a go at kayaking or paddle boarding. And the idea is, um, if you'd like to join that, do come along and bring a friend with you as well um, from outside church. And yeah, they're all great initiatives. So do come and get involved if you feel led. And um, one other thing that I'd like to flag up is um, something called the Mission Shaped Living Course. And this is something that myself and Simon Burnham Slipper are planning to run um, starting on Thursday the 9th of June. And there may also be an opportunity to get involved in the autumn term as well. So if that is something that you are interested in, um, either as an individual or as a life group, do please come and chat to me. And this is all about giving, giving us the tools and the confidence to step out and share our faith with other people. And a final point is, I mentioned Varna Baptist Church earlier, who are our partners in Bulgaria. And they are very much on the front line of supporting and caring for Ukrainian refugees. So we're just going to hear a video by them now. Thank you. Hello, this is George Anand from Varna, Bulgaria, and we want to update you with the recent situation in our church in, in the country. The flood of refugees is continuing, and uh, there are many of them coming to our church these days. Uh, over 200 uh, of uh, them went through the church uh, on their way to hotels or, or accommodation, different accommodations. And we're trying to uh, encourage these people. They come with uh, uh, fear. Uh, they don't know what is going to happen. They don't know how long they will be staying in, the, in this or another country. And their, their children are scared also. And uh, we try to uh, create good conditions for uh, them by uh, providing for them accommodation, providing food and uh, necessities uh, for everyday uh, living. But also we try to do good things for the children because the children are bored, the children need uh, uh, entertainment and uh, recently at Easter uh, we had a big uh, celebration uh, where there were 
lots of uh, of children and they really enjoy this time together uh, also the parents are uh, the parents need uh, to be together and uh, spend time uh, talking to each other people with uh, knowledge of russian are very needed and very helpful mm. but also other things are uh, very needed yes thank you again for your interest so really um we're in desperate need of um funding for travel. We have to do a lot of travel uh, with these people, taking them places, picking them up, sending them somewhere. Um, so that's one huge um, area. The other area is supplies. You know, they don't only need food. They need other things to, to live with. So, um, yeah, we need to, we, we're constantly shopping, buying stuff for them. Um, obviously food. So, um, George mentioned that people are going through the church, but also a lot of people are living in the church. So it's providing food for them so that they can cook, paying electricity, water. Um, as you probably know, quite, uh, you know, there's a number of church members who've opened up their homes and um, they're on a low salary themselves. So we're trying as a church to help them with um, their material needs so that they can help the Ukraines. And yeah, the children just love um, these children's Bibles. And that's just a way of getting the good news out to them. So we really, really want to, um, you know, have funding so we can buy lots of children's Bibles. Pray for us because mm. at the end of this month, uh, the situation is going very uh, to, to become very difficult because the, all these people will be taken out of the hotels because of the tourist season in Bulgaria. And they we have to find accommodation for some of them. And uh, uh, we, we need wisdom from above how to deal with that. Thank you very much. God bless you for everything you're doing for us. Yeah, God bless. And for those people. God bless. Bye-bye. So um, do keep Varna Baptist Church in your prayers and the whole situation in, in Bulgaria as well because um, at the end of this month they've said lots of these Ukrainians that are currently in hotels are going to be kicked out because it's the tourist season and apparently tourists are more important. So there's, they're potentially in danger of just going into camps which would not be great conditions at all. So do pray God's provision for, for all of those currently in hotels and do pray for Varna Baptist Church as they minister very much to a lot of Ukrainian refugees coming into their, their homes and their church and their soup run. So I'd like to give us just a minute now to respond to the message um, that we've heard today. And if you feel led to support these guys financially, um, you can use that QR code. If you're near the back of church and you have your phone, you'll need to probably zoom in on that code a bit. Um, or if you want to give later, um, you can go onto the website smlpool.org.uk forward slash global mission. So if you feel led to give to that, um, do feel free to get your phones out now or later. Hopefully it will be up at the end of the service as well. Or you may want to just also reflect about perhaps a way that God might be nudging you to care deeply for someone perhaps near you, whether that is a neighbor or a friend, someone around you. Um, you might felt prompted to get involved in the outreach day. And if any of that um, speaks to you, do come and grab me at the end of the service. And I'm very happy to expand on those opportunities. But it could also be um, that God's been speaking to you about self-care and a need to just rest a bit more, perhaps, or change our eating habits, 
or perhaps do a bit more exercise than we are currently, whatever way it is that we need to look after ourselves. So I'm just going to give people a minute um, just to reflect on that. If we can have the QR code up on the screen, that'd be great. Thank you.